0: Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the evening of that first day of the week, the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood in their midst. He said to them, peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord, and Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit, Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came, so the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and I put my finger into the nail marks and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now, a week later, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here into my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, that are not written in this book, but these are written that you may come to believe and that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. When Jesus walked through the door in the upper room on the day of the resurrection, his disciples thought they were seeing a ghost. They probably thought it was the angel of death coming to destroy them for being such lousy disciples a few days earlier. And Jesus had a panic attack on his hands. So the way he dealt with it, the first thing he did is he showed them his hands. His saving hands. And they rejoiced. Now, this is not the first time that they thought they were seeing a ghost when Jesus appeared to them. One day, Jesus said to them, after he multiplied the loaves and the bread and fed the 5,000 families, he said, I want you to get in the boat and cross the lake to the other side. And then he stayed and dismissed the crowd. Around the fourth watch of the night, which is around 4 or 5 in the morning, Jesus walks on the water and approaches the boat. And the disciples thought they were seeing a ghost. And there was a panic attack. So Jesus says, Do not be afraid, it is I. And Peter said, Lord, if it is really you, have me come out of the boat and I'll walk on the water with you. So Jesus said to him, Come. Now I want you to picture a lake on a calm day. All oh, that, the surface of the water looks like glass, looks like a dance floor. You could just run right across there, right? But that's not what we have here. We have a storm, we have waves. And the waves, and when Peter gets out of the boat, these waves are like big bowling balls coming at, at Peter. So the question is, is how do you walk on water when there are waves? Do you step over the wave? Do you jump up and then let the wave pass under your feet and then land again? Do you walk parallel with the wave? I don't know. I've never walked on water before with waves. And neither hadn't Peter. And so the way, So Peter's trying to figure out what to do. A wave hits him, knocks him off balance. He's trying to balance himself. A second wave hits him, and down he goes on his back. And he's now trying to struggle for his life. And he calls out to Jesus, save me. And Jesus takes his hand, his saving hand, and reaches out for Peter. And see, Peter gets a really good look at that hand. That saving hand. And that's the message. The message is, it's okay to be saved by God. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Because this is what God does. God saves us. And Peter can get a really good look at that hand. And that's what happened to Thomas. Thomas gets a really good look at that hand. And this is when it becomes personal. This is when our relationship with God becomes personal. Is when we're saved. And we get valuable information. Let me show you how. So one day, said Jesus, said to the disciples, "Who do people say that I am?" And they they had a they had a bunch of options. He says, "Well, some say he's Elijah. Some say you're a, you're a prophet, holy man." And then Jesus says, "Well, who do you say that I am?" Now you would think at that moment, all twelve disciples would unanimously raise their hands all at the same time and say, "Well, of course we all know who you are. You're God, because we saw what you did with the multiplication of the loaves and the with a couple of loaves of bread and a few fish." Say fed 5,000 people. We saw what you did with that dead girl. You brought her back to life. We saw what you did with that paralyzed man that was lowered down to you. Not only did you heal him, but you forgave his sins, and only God could do that. Of course we know that you're God. But that's not what happened in the story. It was only Peter, only Peter raised his hand. Only Peter was able to say that you are God. What's still different between Peter and the other disciples? Peter had valuable information because he was saved by Christ. The others weren't. They saw Jesus save other people, but it was Peter that was saved. It was Peter that got a good look at that hand, that saving hand. Three days after my diaconate ordination, I was assigned to give the homily at the daily mass. So I went into the sacristy and I was kind of shocked that there was a bishop in there. <laughs> so I said to the bishop, he said, You should do the homily. He says, No, no, I want you to do it. So naturally I'm all nervous and self-conscious, but I give the homily anyway. And after the mass, the, the bishop said, that was really beautiful, and really very powerful for me personally. I says, Well, especially when you said that God saves us. And he says, When I was a young priest, I was assigned as a missionary in a communist country and I was arrested and I was put in a concentration camp. And one day they led me out to a field and they put a blindfold on me and they put a gun to my head. And I took a breath of air and I thought that that would be the last time that I would fill my lungs with air. And somebody shouted out, No, he's a priest, we need him. And they took the blindfold off and led me back to camp. And somebody saved me. Somebody saved my life that day. Let me tell you what it's like to be saved. Every day is a new day. Every day is a gift. Every day is a bonus. Every day is extra. Every day I hear that saving voice running in my head, looping the sound. Every day, that's what it's like to be saved. And he said to me, Peter, he says, you said that you are saved by God. Then live it. Live life like you've been saved. On the resurrection day, Jesus showed his hands because he saved us. He saved all of us. That's when it gets personal. That's the one time when we are saved by God. So it's okay to be saved by God. It's okay. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Because that's when the relationship gets personal. That's when it gets personal.